Thanks, well, church, it's been a joy to share together here this morning and give thanks and gratitude to Jesus who very much is at work in our lives and has blessed our lives and in the midst of a hard season is moving and working amongst us. Billy Graham once said, when you're in a really hard season, there's two important postures that you have to embrace. The first one is that you have to worship God. And we've been doing that here today. And the second is that we have to give thanks to him. We have to remember what he's done and allow it to seed us with hope as we look forward to the days to come. And uh, I'm so thankful that as a church, we've been able to do this here today, recalling the amazing things that Jesus has done in our lives, worshiping him. And I think there's great reasons to be thankful this weekend. Well, unless you're a Riders fan, and then maybe you need an extra dose of turkey, specifically Pastor Scott. But but who did they lose to twice? Two weeks in a row, they've lost to my football team, the Stampeders. That's awesome. And so uh, we have great reason to be thankful, friends. And a, a number of weeks ago, as we looked at this weekend, and we wanted to celebrate and be thankful, we thought it would be an awesome opportunity to gather with two people that we dearly love, Curtis and Linda Dole. Uh, God has been doing awesome things in our church uh, with our global ministries for a number of years now. And we love this. We love to hear the stories of what God is doing abroad and, and how he's using his church here in North America to have impact around the world. And not that we've got it all figured out, uh, but that we get to participate and support and empower and encourage God's global work. And so we have very soft spots in our heart for uh, global ministries. And I think I could probably list a number of names uh, that you would be very familiar with. People we have great relationship, like Rachel Michellis, now Rachel Tyndale as of last weekend, Ian and Rebecca Frankish, Aaron Vogel, Danae Nelson, formerly Danae Huffman, uh, and great organizations that we've been a part of. Of course, the Christian Missionary Alliance, Transworld Radio, White Fields, Children of Hope, places that as a church family we've been able to partner with and support, and pray for, and give towards, and empower. And so we thought it would be great to be able to celebrate with Curtis and Linda Dole, who have been Alliance uh, International Workers, we call them, for 14 years. And now we're coming into a season of transition as they're coming back to Canada, or are back in Canada, and uh, looking at what God has for them next. But let me give you an idea of kind of the things that they've been a part of. Uh, Curtis and Linda... Uh, who are, you know, we consider to be a part of our church family, are uh, involved in what we've called uh, in the Christian Missionary Alliance circles, Justice and Compassion Ministries. And as such, they've had their hands in things like community development and discipleship, like leadership development and disaster response. Uh, They've been on the ground in places like Ecuador and Costa Rica and Paraguay, uh, sacrificing their lives so that every uh, person in this world Uh, as they work together with their team, every person in this world has every opportunity to know, love, and Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And it's been amazing to watch through the years as we've partnered with them. And I was looking back over old videos this week, and it's too bad I couldn't pull those up on the screen for our time together. But, But looking back to see how we've worked together. As a church with the Doles, we've built community centers We've started sewing programs. We've been a part of benevolent ministries, um, doing things like food distribution and, and meeting core needs of people, uh, specifically in the countries of Costa Rica. Uh, we've been in Costa Rica and Paraguay with you and have led teams down there, uh, participating in, these, in this world, building playgrounds, building uh, community centers or comedores as we've called them, touching lives. UDAC loves the doles. And over the last 14 years, 
uh, we have enjoyed deep relationship with you, corporately as a church and individually as people. In fact, we have something that we call the Seamless Link Covenant Relationship with Curtis and Linda that is a formal agreement in the way that we share life and relationship together. And while that's transitioning here in the coming weeks in a formal sense, in a personal sense, God's not done. And so we're so thankful uh, for the personal way and the corporate way that you've built into the life of our church. And I would just want to say it's been sweet. And so as we come together today, we want to just hear from Curtis and Linda, hear some of the stories of what God has done over the last 14 years, and then give them an opportunity to speak in our life. And then at the very end, we're going to bless them and uh, and thank them for what they've done done for us. And so to start our time together, God laid this verse in my heart earlier in the week, and I want to draw our attention to Isaiah chapter 12, verses 4 and 5. Because I think it expresses our heart posture in these moments. It says this, Give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make known his deeds among the peoples. Make them remember that his name is to be exalted. Praise the Lord in song. We've done that here today. And and tell all that he's done. Let this be known through all the earth. Curtis and Linda, as you guys have considered the last 14 years that we've partnered together, why don't you take a few moments to share a a few stories of God's goodness and things that you're thankful for and ways that you've seen him work. So I'll turn it over to you and I'll let you share with us together. Rick, we're going? We're good? Okay. So you may be asking why two. Aaron says, I'll get you something to drink. He says... uh, I don't know if your uh, mic's on, Kurt. I'm just going to check here. Well, oh, you're good. Okay, I'm good. I just want to say thank you so much for walking with us on our journey. As Aaron was going through all this stuff, it just it feels like coming home to you guys. So, thanks. So thank you. We'll get back. The tears will come later. Well, they're still coming. So, <laughs> he said, why two? I can only guess Aaron got this because he wants me to increase my sunny disposition <laughs> during, during the service. Yeah. So, um, it's amazing you guys are still here. After the world collapsed last week, no Facebook, no Instagram, and yet you guys are still alive. That's amazing. Now, our, our story, we've got lots of stories of just God's goodness, but you know what? Our story is interwoven so much with you guys. You know, we cannot tell about what God has been doing without telling about what God has been doing in you guys as well. So we're very, we're very thankful to be here. Um, I've had a lot, a lot of tears already this morning. You guys don't know what it's like to have a snotty, wet, tear-eyed <laughs> mask that you got to wear. Okay, so best, you know, I'm going to start off with one story. Some of you guys have heard about Hairson. Hairson, when we uh, started off in Costa Rica, we went to language school, and we spent nine years there, and uh, we were. Searching after God, God, what do you want us to be doing? And uh, through my language studies, I had to go out on the street and ask people questions in Spanish and write reports in Spanish. And uh, I was brought to this lady, Cecilia, and so once a week I'd go to her and ask her ten questions and, uh, and stumble over my Spanish. And, and uh, she just had a heart of gold. And along the way, I found out about her, well, how God was using her, and then... Uh, Basically, about a year later, I met her son. Her son became one of my best friends. 
Um, he also became a very, very dynamic leader, someone who loved Jesus a lot. And uh, tell you a story about Herson. Uh, one evening, so they, they lived about, you don't know, if you've never been to Costa Rica, and some of the uh, roads, they're pretty windy, dangerous. People, people uh, pass at inopportune times. I had a, a guy die in my arms at one accident. The roads are really dangerous. And here someone was driving through the mountains in the van with, uh, with uh, six others of the family within the van. And a uh, SUV came across and clipped his front, front end. Um, long story short, uh, it affected his leg. And over the course of the next three or four years, the doctors tried to cut his leg off four times. And uh, um, it's a strange place to be. We come, from a, we come from a country of affluence. We come from a country that we can go to the doctor and we can be assured of good care. And uh, when you're poor, like this family was, you don't get the best. You get the same doctor that deals with the expats, with the, with the uh, extranjeros, the, the people strange to the country, the people that can pay the money. Same doctor probably I would have gone to if I would have needed uh, um, any uh, medical attention. I'm going to give you a different mic. Could be, could be this, it might be low. Yeah, I think the, are we good? No. Okay, how about this mic? Yes. Okay. All right. We're good. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. You know, and, and so the medical care that he received was substandard. And, and you know, as a, as, a, as a gringo, as a foreigner, as a missionary, you want to help. You want to, you, you want to do all the best for the people that, uh, that you're working with and serving. And, uh, and I could have paid for that surgery, paid for that surgery several times over. And something just kept holding me back. And I knew it was God going, God... You're teaching me here. You're teaching me something, but you're also teaching Herson something. And uh, to this day, he walks with a limp. He has, uh, because of part of his leg was was removed in the accident. He's had to put a. He's fashioned. Uh, I don't know what a two or three inch lift for his for his leg, and he's always going to live in that pain. But here's a man that, because of the hardship that went through and it was a very, it was a hard time for me to learn God's timing. We're going to talk a little bit about God's timing a little bit later. But uh, to understand the process that God has in us and through us through hard times. And it was a hard time for me and especially a hard time for him. And, uh, but, but the man he is today, um, I could, you know, I'll list off some of the things. You know, they've got a, they, they feed 200 children a week on Sundays. They do a Sunday school. They started a church with about 50 adults. Um, uh, the local school went from one in 10 people and from grade nine graduating to 10, to 10 out of 10 graduating. Um, they run a bakery where they feed people in six different communities. They're in process of buying land through donations from you guys in Brooks 
to build a camp for kids. Um, gone from a kid that, he came from a kid when I knew him, racing little 125 motorbikes through the streets of San Jose, half drunk, to a leader that uh, has recently been asked to, to speak internationally at missions conferences. And so this is a guy that uh, you guys had a part in. You guys had, uh, uh, it's your story too. And we look, good, we look back on God's thankfulness uh, or goodness with a lot of thankfulness. Go ahead, Linda. Yeah, okay, my turn. I just want to thank you guys so much. As, as Aaron has started to, to talk about how we've walked together in ministry, it's just been remarkable to, to just be so grateful to God for what he's done through all of us together. And uh, so we're just we're hitting on some highlights um, today just to express our gratitude for um, how God's been with us and how you guys have walked with us. So I'm just going to hit a couple spots, and then um, it's Kurt's turn again. But um, think back in Ecuador, Ecuador. I remember this time of being a dorm mom as being such a sweet spot and to be able to love the kids and to be their cheerleader. Nurturing these kids felt like a natural calling, and I grieved the time when it was gone. Now, Costa Rica, was there ever a ministry like this where we were blessed by you to be a blessing to others? So thankful for you. This is where you all came in with fervor and love and generosity. How amazing it was to have groups come to visit to see God's work. Um, and how he, he was doing things through all of us together as we participated together, loving people and bringing communities to a place of health and growth. Together, we saw growth in a healthy, so, um, in a healthy social structure where men actually got involved in the family and worked together with their women to provide fan financially through, um, through food and animal projects. We saw the men starting to show interest in spiritual things and attend Sunday's activities. We encouraged parents to support their children in gaining upper-level education through initiatives to provide uniforms and school material. This was so remarkable to see God working in, in our Costa Rican community because we actually saw transformation of a family coming together through God's love. So, so it's dynamic. Our leaders organized a ladies' craft and Bible study time to encourage and develop ways to to, um, of building into self-esteem and mentorship. Together we saw God bringing holistic development into communities because you, came, you became a huge resource to help facilitate that and build an awesome partnership with us. This is a story to always look back on and know you were and still are part of something incredibly beautiful and we are so incredibly grateful for you guys on this journey with us. Now we hit Paraguay. Wow. What a journey this ministry was. But we are so thankful to see the fruit that God has blessed us with from this ministry. We may not have blessed hundreds like we did in Costa Rica together, but we went deeply with a handful of young Latino professionals who are now impacting others with the love of Jesus and some couples that will get out to work with Muslims once travel becomes more accessible, thanks to COVID. Um, one of our candidates now is working in Iquique, Chile, with Pakistani and Muslim refugees. <sighs> Paraguay was a very spiritually challenging place, and it drove me to a place of intimacy with my father. And I'm for great, forever grateful for that. So I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kurt, do you want to share one more story with us? 
Sure. One of the one of the challenges of feeding two hundred kids on a Sunday after or a Sunday morning is where do you get the food? Where do you get the money? Especially when you're poor and you're you're struggling yourself to put food on the table. When you have, I remember one fourteen-year-old uh, girl. She was telling us that her family ate plantains, cooking bananas, plantains for six months. That's all they had. So there was a real need for food. And, uh, and it is amazing how God provided. So we wanted the local community to have ownership of, of, of receiving God's goodness and having having the experience of seeing that transform within the community. So we, so I sat down with Hirson, and it's always a lesson in leadership. And 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 Hirson, what are the needs in the community? And so we started off. Well, we need food on the table. We need to get kids in school because parents always had to choose between food on the table and paying for school supplies. If they couldn't pay for school supplies, the kid didn't go to school. So many challenges, and so uh, so finally he says, "Well, you know what? Let's let's make greenhouses, and we'll we'll teach them how to make small plot uh, greenhouses in their yards, and they have fresh food on the table. And uh, you know what? Some things work, some things didn't. That didn't. And and uh, uh, remarkable that how they're people of the land, yet they couldn't get anything to grow." don't understand that. I think that was a God thing. Because the next thing Harrison says, well, let's try this. You know what? They need food on the table. He says, can we buy them chickens? So we started a program where, where select families receive 10, 10 chickens, food for the chickens for a month, a, a, a cage, and medication, uh, the initial medication for the, uh, for the young chicks. And uh, that just took off. God used that to open doors for uh, so many different ways. I remember one family, uh, both uh, Nicaraguan refugees, they could not read or write, but their kids came to the, the VBS, the Sunday school every Sunday. And the mom took those 10 chickens and she multiplied them into a hundred chickens. And she started giving food back to provide for Sunday meals kids. Through that, they started coming to VBS, to Sunday school. They sat there, and, and when the adults started to get together to, just as we do, are in community, whether you want to call it a church or whatever, whatever you want to call it, they started getting together, and they became vibrant believers and members within that community. So it's amazing. That's just one little story of the ripples of, yeah, there's that justice and compassion issue, but it's only one way of, of getting to show who Jesus is in a very real way. Awesome. I remember, Curtis, uh, the last time we were down, 2018, you, Harrison, and I were driving into town one day, our church bought the family a gift of a stove. We were going to pick it up. 
And I remember driving down from La Lydia into Cariari, and Curtis, Hershon, and I were able to start dreaming about what if God did this. And it was an unbelievable time to look at the expanse of God's kingdom and to look and see the opportunities in front of us. And while I haven't been down since, and you guys soon after transitioned, to see what God has done in the life of this family, it was time for us to step back and to change gears a little bit. And to know where things have gone now, uh, the front end of COVID church, uh, this family received a phone call out of the blue one day, and a thousand chickens were delivered into their, chicks were delivered to their house. And they had built uh, provision and chicken coops and all of this. And God had done this amazing thing. And uh, I wonder sometimes if uh, planting seeds through Curtis and Linda, if partnerships, if all of these things together worked with the inspiration and the vision of God planted into the hearts of these people, uh, have forever changed communities down there. And uh, so thankful for what uh, God did down there, but what he showed to us as we've come back home. And so we can live differently here. And truly in our church, there are leaders, there's elders, there's future generations of leaders. There's seeds that have been planted. Life has forever been changed because of our partnership. And so as we look at the days to come, uh, we've asked Curtis just to share a word of wisdom with us. Uh, Linda often tells me that Curtis is a wise guy. And so now I just wonder, Kurt, if you take just a couple of minutes to speak into the heart of our church and share some wise words. First off, just want to thank you on behalf of Global Missions, which is the sending arm of the Alliance, to send uh, Alliance missionaries out. And thank you so much for your support. Because all these stories come from you guys being part of that team. So just thank you for that. Um, a lot of things we learned, but uh, two main things uh, that I want to talk about. Uh, you know, and the, the perspective that I want to share from is from God's economy. And um, it's, it's our perspective, it's the environment in which we had to learn to live. And, uh, and, we, and, the, and it's the way that you guys are having to learn to live with the different societal things impacts that are happening right now here in Canada. But both, both of those two things are about time. They're both time-related. Um, uh, time as in waiting for God's timing. Like Harrison's leg. When do I step in? When do I step in? There's a, there's a pun. When do I step in with my leg, you know, um, to, to help him, to move him forward with the desires of his heart that God had placed upon him. Um, time in a metaphysical sense where, you know, you get to look back. Today's a day of thanksgiving. You get to look back and see God's abundance, God's provision. And uh, that's another aspect of time. Um, um, you're seeing God's, God's abundance. Uh, for us, all of us, in the present time, living in his faithfulness. Living, living with God's acceptance of me. Um, and for the future. Hope that is built from that past faith. Those past experiences that we've seen. You know, a lot of times we focus on the here and now. And they kind of overclouds, overshadows everything that is going on present right now. But, uh, and we forget look back and see that provision, see that abundance, see that 
and have that thankfulness. Can I get someone to read a verse for me? For those online, uh, I'll give you the verse and you can look it up in your own Bible. Psalm 40, verse 5. Can someone stand up and just read that? Psalm 40, verse 5. And the second verse, Mark 4, 21 to 25. So, so I'll ask one to read Psalm and in a couple of minutes, someone to read Mark 4. Someone have it? Stand up, loud voice. Okay. Our story is God's story. And we have, a, we have a role to stand up and talk. And it speaks very much into our, our, where we're headed into right now. Um, that talks about rejoicing in God's supremacy. Looking at the past, building and strengthening into today and the future. And that brings us today, a continuation of our story, why we're here. You know, Paraguay, we taught uh, young professionals how to live cross-culturally uh, in deeper life uh, in a Muslim culture. We spent two years teaching three hours every day. Um, and uh, we look back and we go, you know what, we didn't have the effect that we had in Costa Rica with, with, with the hundreds and thousands that got to hear God through our leaders. But we got to plant seeds in some very strong leaders who are having an amazing effect to this day across... Uh, Jordan, Linda didn't talk about this, about Jordan and Egypt and, and various places working in, in Muslim context. Um, when we returned, we left Paraguay, we left on, on, uh, with a, on health leave. We were in pretty bad shape. Uh, some of you might have read the book, Dark Night of the Soul. Some of you might have, have even lived <laughs> the Dark Night of the Soul. Dark Night of the Soul is a very tough place to be. Um, it's a soul-searching, gut-wrenching place to be. Um, and, but you know what? It's a fantastic place to be. Good place to be. And uh, so we came out of health leave, moving into our Dark Night of the Soul, and uh, sitting here, or standing here, Going through those songs, it just showed me how much, how God has been faithful in bringing us out of that, of that place, of that, I, I won't even tell you the depression that, uh, that, it, that I spiraled down to, but to come from there to where, to, to where we are today is simply amazing. Um, it's, it requires, this, this health leave has required a real pivot on our part. Um, just like you guys have had to pivot with COVID and all the side shows that are happening with all that in your life, um, for us, COVID, when we were in Paraguay, uh, border of Brazil, um, some of you guys know about Brazil, I mean, it's one of the worst places, and uh, um, they dealt with it differently there than here. And uh, so we had to pivot a couple times, adjusting to that, adjusting to this, adjusting to our ministry, adjusting to, to the, uh, 
dark night of the soul that we're going through. Um, so it's just a pivot time. It's a pivot time. Understanding God's timing. Understanding his timing in the here and now. His time and God's timing and his economy over, over the long term. Mark 4, verse 21 and 25. Can someone have that? Thank you. To bring out into the open. Um, that brings us to where we're at today. Um, to, and so this is our first time to go public, isn't it? <laughs> public. Yeah. My, my name is Linda. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we, are, we are leaving GM. We are leaving Global Missions as an uh, international worker, as international workers. And so sitting here, Aaron going through some of the little history, it's hitting us hard. Um, having made that decision, we're calling it early retirement, but it's not really retirement. <laughs> um, God's leading us into new things. We've had to make a pivot. We've had to make some changes. And so, so through a lot of wise counsel, we're going to be focusing more on a vocational ministry, working, working whatever it is, normal job and 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 finding a place to serve off hours from work, I guess. I don't know how you say it. Um, or finding a job that is dealing with, uh, dealing with in a more serving, serving uh, manner. And so we're looking at, uh, we don't know what this looks like. Our home assignment ends in a month and a half. We don't have a, we don't have a job. And so we're trying to figure out, you know, God, what's going on? We're looking at uh, an area of immigration and refugees where we can pour our heart into and, and, and make some an influence for God. So, you know, in that verse that was just read, Mark 4, basically it's saying, use it or lose it. You know, what God's laid on your heart to be as a Jesus follower, you can't sit back. God... And what's doubly hard in that is it's, it's, a, it's, it's living in God's economy of his time and knowing that God will provide. That, that whole idea of abundance, looking back, where it's the day of Thanksgiving today. But, but we're realizing it's also a day of Thanksgiving for the future. Because we don't know what's coming up, but we do know that God's got our back. So for that, we are very thankful. In that, in that verse too, it says, you know, Jesus seems to be saying, if you give it away, use it all up. He will resupply. Well, Curtis and Linda, uh, we want to pray for you. But before we do, it's our turn to express gratitude towards you. And we are so grateful. God has used you to help us learn and see so much beyond ourselves. And when it comes to God, building God's kingdom, as I reflected upon that drive into Kariari a couple of years ago, if you were to zoom out to the 30,000-foot level and look, at our entire, and look at our entire church, you both have, thought, have taught us so much, and to that we want to say thanks. 
Thank you for helping us to see beyond ourselves. Thank you for showing us what it means to risk, even what you just shared. Thank you for planting and germinating seeds of what holistic ministry looks like, for late-night conversations in Costa Rica and deep times of prayer, for crazy campouts where we've never seen it rain so much, to uh, times when we've been able to sit and laugh together. Linda, thank you for Trey Laisha Cake. And I wish I could be like Oprah Winfrey today and say, everybody gets a piece of Trey Laisha Cake, but we'll have to maybe someday have you back and have you make some for us. Thank you for allowing us to partner in community centers and playgrounds for sewing programs and, uh, and, and business uh, programs or, or food programs for family like you talked about with the chickens. Thank you for relationships and so much more. Thanks for helping us to look deeper into ourselves and, and allowing Jesus to touch those places. Uh, the scope and impact of, of who you are to us and what you've done in us and, and for Jesus in our lives is much like your philosophy of ministry. It's being holistic and broad, and to that we're so grateful. We love you guys. And as we're sitting here today, in a formal sense, things are changing, but in a relational and personal sense, I believe that you'll worship with us again. I believe, because I'm going to come up to Calgary to see you, uh, that we will be together again. And not just me, but so many people in this church family as you've touched our lives. And you have relationship with us that we have shared and we find deep joy in. So there's a couple of things that we want to give to you guys. Can, can, can I pray yeah. with you guys real quick before we get into this? Sure. Okay, just real quick prayer that's on my heart. Okay. Um, and I pray, this is from uh, Lecto 365. Okay. And some of you guys are maybe part of that devotional. But Father, help me to live this day to the, to the full being, true to you in every way. Jesus, help me to give myself away to others, being kind to everyone I meet. Spirit, help me to live, to, to love the lost, proclaiming Christ in all I do and say. Amen. 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 Well, to start, uh, I just want you guys to turn around and turn to the screen, and we have a little message we'd like to share with you. You can play that, guys. Los extraño montones. Me han hecho muchísima falta. Eh, me siento muy contento, agradecido con Dios, con ustedes, por, por el gran trabajo y todo lo que han sembrado en nosotros. Quiero decirles que se sientan respaldados plenamente por Dios, por, por los nuevos proyectos que van a tener, Curtis y Linda, que a como Dios los respaldó aquí, sé y estoy completamente seguro que los va a respaldar allá. Los quiero montones y los extraño muchísimo. Son como mis segundos papás, me hacen muchísima falta y espero verlos en algún momento muy pronto. Dios les bendiga. Amigo y amiga, este, los queremos mucho, eh, siempre oramos por ustedes, pedimos a Dios la dirección y que esté siempre con ustedes y ayudándolos y brindándoles la mano desde aquí con unas oraciones, que es lo que más podemos hacer, los queremos mucho, desde Costa Rica, abrazos y besos. Dios les bendiga grandemente, que la bendición de Dios siempre esté donde quiera que ustedes vayan, donde quiera que ustedes estén, esa mano y esa bendición de Dios siempre glorificándose como lo hizo aquí en Costa Rica, que vimos cómo Dios los usó extendiendo las estacas, 
creciendo el ministerio grandemente en los Guízaros y aquí en la Lidia. Muchas gracias porque fueron gran ejemplo, son gran ejemplo y yo sé que van a ser de mucha bendición al lugar donde Dios los va a establecer. Que Dios les bendiga mucho, mucho. Amen. That was uh, Herso. Did you get that? Yeah. I'll be honest, I didn't understand a word of it, but that was Herson, Rocio, and uh, Cecilia, and their son Jacob. And uh, as I said, no idea what I said, I trust it was, or what they said, I trust it was a blessing to you. And they were happy to send that up. Um, you know, in my office, I've got a number of knickknacks on my shelf that I look back on as. Uh, No, I'm okay. <laughs> Markers of things, of spaces and places that God's done amazing things in my life. And we look back, you guys, over the last 14 years, and the story of God isn't finished being written yet. But I wanted to give you something that uh, will help you remember God's goodness uh, through the season of shared relationship. And uh, as a selfish dad note, I'd encourage you to hold on to this. It's going to be worth a lot someday. But we had our, my daughter, Claire, just paint you a picture that you can hang on your wall. Uh, as as a, a reminder of God's goodness and faithfulness. I don't know. Sorry? That's, that's I don't know, right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. And then we just want to give you this, uh, just an expression of our thanks as you transition into the next phase of your lives. Uh, we're not done sharing life in a relationship with you, but in a formal sense, it's transitioning. You have officially retired, and our seamless link covenant, I suppose, has come to an end. But we love you guys, and we want to stay connected to you and express our deep joy and delight in the way that God uh, helped us to share in life and ministry together. Uh, to finish our time, just before the worship team comes back and we sing, uh, we're going to pray, and I'm going to invite uh, us as a church to stand uh, as an expression of, of the way we participate and as an expression of blessing One of the things we do here from time to time is just to extend our hand forward uh, as we pray. And so uh, as, as a means to uh, join together with a blessing, I'm going to ask that as we stand, we just extend our hands forward uh, over the doles. And I'm going to have Pastor Scott come, and I'm going to take that microphone from you so he can use it. And Pastor Scott's going to pray for you. And uh, we're just going to ask for the Lord's blessing upon you uh, and for wisdom as, we, as you enter into this next season. So... Can we just pray together, church, and let's extend hands forward uh, to join together. Something I've often said, Father, here is that I was taught when I first came to Christ that God is a missions-minded God. He loves all the peoples of this earth. Jesus died for every one of them. And so just... You know, speaking personally, Lord, and some of the experiences I've shared with this couple in Costa Rica and in Paraguay, it was an illustration of that and an illustration of what heaven will be like one day. And so I want to thank you for what you've done in and through their life. We thank you that you placed a call on their life more than 14 years ago to go to places they were not familiar with to be stretched in ways that they could only imagine and to trust you in new and deeper ways. Thank you for the way they've been just thoroughly honest with us today about where you have done incredible things in them 
and through them, but also taken them through the great valleys of life and that your faithfulness has been complete and unchanging throughout it. And so, Father, I want to pray for them now. I pray for a fresh anointing of your spirit to come upon them. I pray that the very blood of Christ surrounds them. I pray that your angels would surround them, that your centurion angels would do battle on their behalf. I pray for the good future you have for them that will make a difference for eternity, whatever that looks like. I thank you that they're learning to trust you in new and deeper ways. We thank you that many people will be in the kingdom because they said yes to you. We thank you for the ministries that have been seated in Ecuador and Cuba and Haiti and Costa Rica and Chile and uh, Paraguay and Brazil, in Jordan, in Egypt, in other places where they have mentored and trained leaders and released them to go. And so, Father, we look forward to hearing um, stories. Maybe we'll hear more stories here on earth, but otherwise we're going to hear stories in heaven of what you'll do and will continue to do. We commit them to you. We pray that you'll put something in their heart to do, like it talks about in Psalm 37, that you'll put something in their heart to do, and they will pursue it, even as you call each of us to pursue whatever you've put in our heart to do. We pray this now with grateful hearts in anticipation of what you'll do. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thank you, Pastor Scott. You may be seated. You know, as we go uh, after our service is done here, I would encourage you to pull Curtis and Linda aside, encourage them, bless them with your words, and uh, continue to pray for them. We love the partnership that we share in Global Ministries. And uh, you can reflect on Philippians chapter 1. It says, we uh, thank you with joy for the partnership in the gospel. And I want to encourage us, church, that as Curtis shared with us, that God's given us a gift. And it's not a gift to put away or to squander. It's a gift to be used to build God's kingdom and to transform this world. And as we take that gift out, I want to encourage you that you will find joy and you will be gra- you'll have gratitude and thanksgiving. You will be blessed so much as the doles have been here today and have been as they've shared their gift. And as you as plant your seeds to make sure every person on this world knows, loves, and serves the King. So we conclude our service. We're going to have the worship team sing, and then Pastor Justine's going to come in a minute for some announcements. But I encourage you. I know you just sat. Let's stand one more time. And let's sing from the depths of our soul with gratitude and with joy and with thanksgiving to our King and our Savior, Lord. I'm going to take a minute to move this off, so let's join the worship team and let's sing together.